Hey everyone, my name is Keith Miller. Hey everyone, my name is Keith Miller. I'm the host of the Soul of Life podcast and I've been a social worker for 20 years in uh, DC community social work and mental health and for the last 15 years I've been a psychotherapist in private practice. And uh, this is the first time I've ever done something like this. I've I'm the host of the Soul of Life podcast. So for the last year, I've done weekly uh, segments on spirituality and psychology. And uh, this is something new for me, uh, going live. And I feel like it's important It's important to do this and create this, this opportunity. Um, some events happened in, in my life and in our community's life here in the Silver Spring area and in Rockville. Last week, a student... 17-year-old student shot a 15-year-old student and critically injured him uh, in, high, in, the, in the high school at Magruder High School in Rockville, Maryland. And I'm a parent of two children in, um, in Montgomery County Public Schools as well. I have a high school student and a middle school student. And so I'm really doing this live stream today to speak to other parents, and also to speak as a as a as a responder, as a first responder in mental health. I'm so grateful for the, as I know so many parents are grateful for the first responders that intervene to help save uh, DeAndre Thomas's life. Um, and I've been following this story very closely because, as you, you can imagine, as as a parent. Um, all, all sorts of things go on. You know, we like I'm I'm aware of this uh, this phantom of right this specter of the possibility that guns can be in school and violence happens with guns every day, sadly, in our country. But I never really expected to come this close, and it wasn't even in our children's school. But it's it has really shaken me up, and I have parts of me that want to just ignore this and kind of. Say well, it didn't happen to our school, thank goodness. But I, the other day, I was talking to our kids in the kitchen about, you know, I didn't want to ask them. I, I, I knew they knew about the story. I knew they were following it. I said, "Hey, how do you feel about going to school?" And um, I, I couldn't look at them in the eye. I was, my eyes were on the floor. I couldn't. I found myself. Um, and I wonder really if some of you have been experiencing this too. I found myself struggling to talk to our kids because of the fear, the amount of fear that I have about something like this happening. And here, and here it is, it has happened. Um, and my thoughts and my prayers are with Karen and Dumba Thomas, parents of DeAndre, as he recovers. And uh, they've been brave to speak and share about their story publicly, um, which is why I'm mentioning them in this in this segment. But the reason that I'm I'm doing this is is I wanted to reach out to other parents. I know there's so many things going on, and people are in shock in the in the Magruder community. The principal, the staff, the counselors—they've gone back to school like the immediately, like the next day. They recovered and tried to, and so I'm sure they are up all night and not sleeping. And, and so they have, I, I, I pray and I hope they have their own support 
and ways of resting and, and trying to, and I know that the, the county has provided counseling support and mental health support to that community. I really wanted to speak to the wider community, my peers, people who have witnessed this vicariously uh, because we're parents in nearby schools. The county, this is a huge county. It's one of the largest school systems in the country. And it's one of the wealthiest parts of the country and one of the most educated parts of the country. So we have a lot of resources and a lot of smart people here. And um, I'm speaking, I want to, I really want to call this community together to, to first of all, get to know one another. I, I don't pretend to know everything that's going on, but I do know a lot about mental health and healthy minds and a healthy soul and the idea that we we have these capacities. And so I have a capacity, I'm speaking today really from a capacity um, that comes from my soul, which is grieving right now. And my heart is completely grieving on the one hand, um, but also on the other hand, hopeful, because I know what is possible when we come together as people. Um, Sorry. During 9-11, some of you know this, um, there's a church that sits on the site of Ground Zero at 9-11. And it's St. Paul's Chapel. And if you've had a chance to be there, like I have been there, you know how moving, what an experience it is to be there and to understand the story of St. Paul's Chapel on the grounds of 9-11. That church, for some reason, stayed intact. The, the towers collapsed around the city, and the city was in chaos. And for some reason, this church remained there, and it was a sanctuary. And literally, the workers who were going through the rubble in the aftermath, the first responders digging through that needed a place to rest. And this church became that place where people could go. And I know, as you know, during this pandemic, people are more isolated than we have ever been probably in history. With all the technology and resources that we have, we are feeling isolated and desperate and hopeless at a, at a, at a rate that is a, 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 a pandemic in itself, a mental health pandemic. And myself and my colleagues have been witnessing this wave of mental health crisis. So I really wanted to use the infrastructure that I've had the luxury of building this channel, the Soul of Life podcast, this community that I have online to um, to provide some structure. You know, I, I, I don't know why St. Paul's Church was allowed to, to stand. Right. And but but it was. And so people came there and they collapsed there and they cried there and they slept there. They were exhausted there. They broke down. And it, one of the things that I speak about often on my show, The Soul of Life, is that we've lost, in our culture, we've lost many of the rituals that we've had for millennium and hundreds of years. The, 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 the gathering places, the central meeting places, the tribal sense, and in a lot of ways, we can see the suffering around us in the polarizations of our discussions and the fighting. And yet, 
I know that there are ways in which we can cultivate this sense of belonging. And so I, I simply want to make this space something like that. I really don't know what I'm doing other than saying, hey, I'm here and I have something to offer. And I do have this, this structure and I do have the training and I do have the resources to understand and to, to offer a place that can begin to make sense of something that that seems senseless at first and seems just absolutely beyond, you know, we're in shock and we don't have words. The, the, the Montgomery County, Maryland City Council released a statement a couple days after the shooting at Magruder High School. And it, this, this, I, I don't want to pick this apart too much because they're hardworking people on the county council that go home to families just like I do. And they're, they're grieving and at a loss, I'm sure, just like I am. But I do want to bring attention to something uh, in, in the words that get used. In, in the words that were chosen to be used in that statement was that this was a senseless act of violence or something to that effect. And I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't hear that um, very easily. President Obama has said that about other tragedies of gun violence in the past, and it has equally um, it has, uh, caused me to, to be concerned about language because as, as a mental health worker and as, a, as anyone in the health practition knows, um, violence is a health crisis. Uh, when we're healthy and when we have a balanced, healthy mind, we don't have to be violent. We don't choose violence. So while I understand that it's, it can seem senseless in the aftermath and the shock and the trauma, the, the, way, the way that we begin to speak about these events really, I, I believe, shapes the solution to it. Or, or the lack of one or the chaos. And so one of the things I wanted to bring to light, and I, I just want to ask you, if you are, um, if this resonates with you, please, um, I, I don't want to be speaking to nobody. I, I want to hear from you. The whole point of this is my um, my desire to reach out beyond the walls of right this office, the walls of our privacy and the, behind these screens. I want to actually hear and talk to other people who are like like me going through these waves of different emotions. Um, but the way that we go through those waves of emotions, the way we talk about these traumas and these the pain that we're in really makes a difference. And so I just wanted to bring some attention to that, that, that we can begin to make sense of these things. Um, I, I was uh, fortunate to speak to a, a member of the Magruder community, uh, a part of the leadership in that community. And... And earlier in the week, he had made some statements that I was so moved to hear, so moved to hear, um, to begin to ask questions, not from an um, angry place, as, as, even though that has a place, but from a place of what, what has happened, curiosity, what has happened here where a child can bring a gun to a school and shoot another child? And there's people that are going to be dealing with this all over the place, uh, rightfully so, law enforcement people and first responders and legal analysts. They're going to have you, you're going to have to have that discussion about what can we do to keep our kids safe at school. And on the other hand, I want to begin to raise awareness and raise a discussion 
uh, around um, prevention and in making sense of what seems like senseless acts like this. It really begins with us. It really begins with us coming together um, and, and beginning to understand um, that children need support. And when children have that support, they do better, just like adults. <laughs> um, the, 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 the rate right now of mental illness in this country is, is, as many of you know, because you're struggling with it, you're struggling with depression, you're struggling with feeling hopeless. Uh, you're struggling with feeling harassed by the media and, and the reports and the constant bad news that we are exposed to. Um, you're struggling with anxiety. Um, substance abuse is off the charts because of the pandemic. And so we know that there's a mental health, something's going on in our culture, there's a crisis. And we also know that the Surgeon General of the United States recently made an I can't overstate how significant this, an, an enormously significant statement, an unusual statement for a Surgeon General to make, giving an advisory saying to all other health practitioners out there and anybody else listening, that our children are experiencing a crisis never before seen in their mental health. And so this is, this is all leading me to, to, to a, a desire to call those of you are, who are hearing this it, into a conversation with me about what can we do to support our children at these schools. My wife is a Montgomery County public school teacher. And so I, I have firsthand knowledge. Um, and again, I, I don't claim to have all the knowledge and that's why I'm doing this. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from teachers and staff and social workers and school counselors and principals. Um, you are doing God's work. You're doing the Lord's work at these schools and you don't, it's not perfect. Um, even though we, we are in a wealthy County, we don't have always the tools that we need. And so I do, I want to bring this attention to, and, and just ask, I want to begin to ask some questions out of compassion um, and, and still be able to hold space for the grieving and the, overwhelm and the recovery that the Magruder community has to go through, the family, the Thomas family that is dealing with this, um, they, they, they can't speak to their child. He's in a hospital and he's, and he's not able to speak yet. And so this is too soon on the one hand, but it's not soon enough on the other hand. So I understand there can be that reaction. And I want to I acknowledge that there's some, some of you, this is too soon to talk about this. And, and for others, if it's not too soon to talk about this, for those of you who are part of the larger MCPS in Montgomery County community as a parent, as a citizen, as just a bystander interested, or you're, you're part of some other community in the United States and you've gone through this yourself firsthand. I remember, I vividly remember the day, just like all of you can remember the morning of Sandy Hook. Vividly. And I remember the conversations I had with the principal of the, at the time, the elementary school. What, what can we do? What can we do here? And going back to what I said about my children, I, when I was asking them, how do you feel about going to school again? They, they kind of said, well, dad, what, what can we, what can we do? What, what, it almost like I was asking this question, like, why are you asking this question, dad? There's nothing we can do. 
you idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I could feel it was palpable, the sort of hopelessness. And I, I just want to tell you that that broke my heart even further. And is the very reason I'm here talking to you today. Uh, I don't know where this is going to go, except that I, I want to offer this channel, this public channel for comments, for conversation, um, for connection, um, to, to show up and, and be known. You know, I have this belief and it comes from some of my early spiritual traditions, but, but also from my understanding of how the mind works and how the brain works. I have this belief that we, at a core level, we belong to each other at a, at a level of, of our DNA and biology we belong to one another. And I, I love, there was, a, there was a police officer, of course, the schools opened the day after, I believe the day after the Magruder shooting, and police officers were present to help students um, feel safe, and they're still present. And I uh, can't thank them enough for their, for their work and their um, willingness to go in front, on the front line and, and, and protect us. And there was a police officer. I, I, I really want to find out who it was. And if you know who it is, I, I hope we can talk to him. I hope we can bring him forward and, and speak to him. He was out in front of the school. And you know how police officers look. They kind of look like they're ready for battle because they have so much gear on. And it's a little intimidating and to me. At least. And he had a sign that said, we love you. He... <laughs> So that's, that's what I'm hoping I know is out there is there's other parents and there's police officers who are, who are doing their jobs. And, you know, we're, we're doing our jobs. Every, life is going to go on. We're going to do the routine that we know. But if, on the other hand, the routine has to change. Something about the routine is broken at some level that we maybe at a spiritual level have awareness of, but don't fully understand. And so what I know about that is that, boy, when we're given the time and the permission and the safety and the space to dream and to, and to, and to have nightmares even, but to also have um, creative space, that we can begin to pull the pieces together and, and somebody will say, ah, I know something about this. And somebody will say, ah, I know something about this. Getting back to my wife in the school system, she knows something about this. She knows firsthand of school counselors that are quitting because they're completely burned out and overwhelmed. And I'm not here today to say that somehow somebody didn't do their job and that's why somebody was shot at Magruder High School. I have no idea what I'm talking about, about that. I have no idea. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about in a, in a creative, as a, as a, as a, with a beginner's mind, and, 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 I, and I hope you will join me in that and other people who are like-minded or like-spirited will join me in this conversation um, so that we can support each other. Um, but, you know, we, everybody has pieces of this and my wife has a piece of this. And school counselors, you know how many kids are on your caseload. And when I w was a social worker for the, the district in D.C., I knew that having... 20 people on my caseload, 20 adults, was terrifying. I'm going to just be honest with you. 
And I also know that the work that I did and the work that social workers do every day and the work that school counselors do every day and teachers do literally prevents incidents like these happening on a daily basis. Because and like that police officer, like you're showing up and you're saying to some student, I love you and you belong here and you have a place here. And I, I just happen to believe that when we know that we have a place we have a place to go home to where we know we belong. Whether we have guns accessible or not, we, we, we won't need to use them. So there's a lot of debate that can happen about what I'm saying. I, I hope that in some way my words resonate and um, create some, I don't want you to feel distressed, but I, I do want to share the tension of this moment that it would, that it, that it, that it is a tense moment and that there is tension between these polarities we have of, of wanting to just make it go away and do something drastic and blame somebody for it. And on the other hand, struggle with it and be confused and overwhelmed and not, and not be sure what to do and, and maybe engage. I hope we can engage a learning mindset. So where does this leave us? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I want to ask you to please share this with other people if anything that I've said resonates with you and you would like to have a way to connect with other parents, um, somebody said, I remember when COVID started, they, I, th I think it was a, a person overseas um, from what, from one of the Asian countries. And they said, you know, um, we've been, we've had these fire drills before. Like we've had swine flu, we've had avian flu. Like we all wear masks all the time. And it's, and it's everybody else here, you know, you all, in the, in the United States, you're just figuring this out. So, so maybe next time when it's a really far more lethal pandemic, and COVID is clearly a lethal pandemic, but something far more lethal, then we would have gone through something horrible like the COVID pandemic. So, and, and then we would understand that our game needs to be raised. Like our immune system is getting these, you know, boosts from, from the, uh, immunization, right? And so in some way, I hope that that this conversation about the Magruder shooting, I, I, I obviously no one wants this to happen in, in their school ever again, but we, we all know that there are guns everywhere in our country, even in Montgomery County, even when places with strict gun laws, there's guns everywhere. And so I want to just begin to raise compassionate questions, um, about, well, what, what can we do? What is our response ability, right? Which is different to me. It's different than what is our responsibility, like, which can be some, somewhat frantic and somewhat sharp-edged and can do some damage. Like, I want to be sensitive, and I, I want to call other people into this conversation because I know you're out there, and, and it can be scary to come forward, frankly. It can be scary to talk about this. Um, and be known. But I, I do believe that our kids need us to do this. Um, I know my kids, I hope, uh, will appreciate this, that there's, it's not just, oh, well, and we don't know, we'll just have to duck and run if that happens to us. That was the only thing they said to me was, Dad, I, I don't know, I just hope it doesn't happen to us. But it's sort of like, excuse me, but shit. <laughs> you know, we can do better than that. We can absolutely do better than that. And um, yeah, there's a lot more cursing that needs to be done too. So those of you that are 
it in the ground zero of this in the Magruder community in the Thomas family. I can't extend enough of my compassion to you. Uh, and we also know that there's two families that were tragically affected by this. And more than that, children that witnessed this, and the child that perpetrated this, and that there is an equal but different um, set of tragedy that goes on. And that's not something most people have a lot of courage to talk about. Uh, and I appreciate the leadership at the uh, Magruder uh, PTA for speaking about that and speaking about, like, let's look at the whole picture here. Um, and obviously, this is incomplete. I, I want to I want to talk more, and I really don't want to do that without hearing from from you. And I will commit to being here. You know, our, it's our commitments, our emotional commitments to one another. I believe that give us the strength to to get through hard things and traumatic things. And and our mind is capable of going through incredible shock and still holding itself together and maybe even growing through that. If if we if we belong to each other and if we if we have a place again like like the chapel uh, to sort of take off all of our armor and all of our um, all of our reactions and settle down and just sort of collapse there and and and, and hear from other people and let this is a heavy heavy lift right this, there's no simple solution so I really really want to hear from others if some of this resonates please share it with other parents. Uh, in your community here in Montgomery County or anywhere that in your community that needs to have this conversation and needs to um, bring both compassion and and intelligence together, right? And I hope that we can do that. And I'll commit to being here again next Friday if I hear from enough of you and, and this sounds like something that you'd like to do, I would be happy to share more about sort of emotional first aid, something that I teach all the time. Um, and, and know firsthand just how important it is. So I certainly talk about that as a parent, how traumatic this is and, and what we can do to begin to heal our own minds at a spiritual level, at an emotional level. I would be happy to offer that sort of thing. Um, other teachers, social workers, please share this and let me know what you think about this. Let me know who you are in the comments, please. I'm, I, I can't emphasize enough, can't do this without you. Um, thank you for listening.